So this, I received this voicemail today. We have just received a notification regarding your tax filings from the headquarters, which will get expired in next 24 working hours. And once it get expired after that, you will be taken under custody by the local cops, as there are four serious allegations pressed on your name at this moment. We would request you to get back to us so that we can discuss about this case before taking any legal action against you. The number to reach us is 772-801-6440. I repeat, 772-801-6440. Thank you. Yeah, I got that this morning. I thought that was pretty good. That sounds pretty serious, Kevin. I know, I know. What do they say when you called them? Uh, I I was leaving that up to Twitter actually to take to take action on my behalf. Okay. So I I have I have faith in the people. Well, if the podcast gets interrupted by local cops coming in to press action against you, we know it's an arg run by one of the West of Loathing fans. Oh, it could be. That's true. We didn't put any cops in West of Loathing, did we? I guess Roy Bean was kind of a retired cop. I knew. Yeah. I just knew Jim. Jim would hate there, them. There was a sheriff. There's, yeah, there's like I a guess sheriff. That's, there's a yeah. there's a sheriff. And there's a clerk. That's a cleric. You know, I think the problem was that uh, the volume was just affecting the headphone volume and not the speaker volume, and I couldn't address the speaker volume. Oh, that is a problem mm-hmm. that our listeners care deeply about. Yes. Is a pope I'm like a religion <laughs> cop? Huh. Like capo. Capo? That's a, is that a is the Pope joke? <laughs> Not so far. <laughs> well, no, but like, so okay. Capo, C A P O, is the head of like Italian for head. Yeah. Well, it's like the so the it's the head of like a, a crime family, right? Right. But do you also potentially refer to the Pope that way? The Popo. We've made we made the joke about the Popo. I think he's like, the Papa. One hundred and fifty episodes ago. Yeah. Right, because Papa means potato or Pope or father, depending <laughs> right. on how it's capitalized. <laughs> if if only the second A is capitalized. Yeah, I was going to say, it if, means you, pope. if you're doing camel case, then it's... <laughs> It'd be like a pawpaw, you know, that fruit that Gary oh. Butterfield's friend is obsessed with. Sure, the bell pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, astute listeners will recognize that as uh, being a story about mangoes from my childhood in some episode 200 episodes ago probably not available on the feed anymore because we were too racist (laughs) i'm zach i guess i don't actually know what i'm gonna be here all night editing this it turns out i'm jim (laughs) i'm still riff i'm kevin how's it going guys okay are you ready to record episode number 323 of video games hot dog the podcast about video games yeah sure (laughs) kevin did you like did you make a? Did you like produce a video in like After Effects? I movie from the, an iMovie. Okay, yeah. I, that's I, a very high production values scam that they sent to you. <laughs> yeah. In case yeah. you can't hear this voicemail, here's a YouTube video with the same content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just made it because I wanted to post it on Twitter, and they won't just let you post an audio file on Twitter. Right. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, how do I make a video? I guess the right thing to do is to. Do the thing that you should do whenever you post a video and just put words up instead. Yeah. So that's uh that's what yeah. we should be doing instead of making this podcast. Oh, that's a good point. Oh yeah, that way our podcast could be on YouTube and we could get famous. We could go viral. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Speaking of going viral, I think I've had the flu. Really? I, I had bit. the flu. 
That sucks. Just like last this weekend. How did it manifest? Um, fever, coughing, scratchy throat, mucus, you know, all the flu stuff. Do you ever get that thing where all of your old injuries hurt? No. I get that with the flu. I you know what was weird? scurvy. Yeah. Well, no, that's when your wounds reopen and fall <laughs> apart. I, yeah, but I, I think that's the same. Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot the oranges part of my illness ritual. Which is what? Uh, Campbell's Chicken and Stars, <laughs> Ritz Crackers, and Naval Oranges. Um, the, the, the first, the, the Naval, onset. Naval Oranges are oranges designed for, uh, sea voyages. Uh, okay. All right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for explaining it to the not pun person. Um, uh, the onset of the, uh, the illness was actually kind of weird. It was a, like, a bout of shivering that lasted, like, 20 minutes, um, where I didn't actually feel cold at all. About 20 minutes of shivering. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel cold at all, but I was having the symptoms as if I were cold. It was were very your teeth strange. chattering? Hilariously? Uh, no, it was just... Could a... you see your breath? Because there might have been a ghost. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look. <laughs> it was dark. Well, was it the darkness because the candles had been snuffed out by the sudden intense cold oh. and presence of a ghost? <laughs> That's what the ghost told me. Mm, okay. So... Were you sitting on one of those old motel room vibrating beds? <laughs> uh, yes, but I didn't put in a coin. Oh, okay. Huh. What is that a thing that you could retrofit a normal bed with? Like, could you get a could you, you get a comfortable, a affordable Casper mattress from uh, yeah, from you, one you of the many fine podcasts like, and like clamp some sort of weird vibrating motor to the box spring or something? If yeah, there yeah. isn't an instructable for this, I would be shocked. Do you remember those um those things that used to be uh, sold as exercise equipment that was just like a belt yeah, that you send the was all the time Was that just secretly for women to masturbate or was it that actually supposed to do something okay. I, yeah, I think I, if something is throwing you off balance and you're having to recorrect that Is it? I if I'm saying if something is doing that then that would be a way to exercise. Do right? yoga balls count as exercise? Yes. Do yoga shoes count as ex like I those mean, shoes with yoga balls on the bottom of them? Uh, are those things that really exist? Yeah, you know, well the, they had those yoga balls when we were a kid that looked like Saturn with an inflatable yeah, ball in there that you would stand balls. on. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, pogo, not yoga. There's a Hap Inc now has a English Twitter feed. Yes, it does. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> and they post, like, something on there, like, every month or so as a comic strip. Some of them are pretty good. They are. <laughs> Hap Inc. Yep. What? Hidden My Game by Mom. Oh, yeah. I see. It's pretty good. Yeah, today, uh, I, you know, they're funny in the sense that they don't make any sense, right? Kind of like Hap Inc.'s deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, because it's like, it, the, I think the joke of the one that was posted today is that uh, the view of the characters is also constrained by the view of the comic frame because otherwise <laughs> there would have been no confusion in the first frame as to what was going on. I'm going to have to take a look at this comic you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so that's a pretty good joke as comics go, sure. if you ask me. Nobody asked me. <laughs> you can ask yourself over and over again. We've been thinking about how to be funny all day. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's hard. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. This uh, I'm doing it's two GDC life. two GDC talks, and w- there's one one of them is how to be funny in video games, which is the one that I did not want to do, uh, but that topic was picked for me. The other one is a West of Loathing design postmortem, and I'm pretty sure that the design postmortem is actually going to be funny, and the comedy one is going to be very instructive about design, about death. 
Right, because it's a postmortem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was playing something by a game studio that was called Postmortem, but it was in a very, very constrained pixel font, and the M's looked like H's. Post. I think it's one of the games that I will type. Post Horte. Yeah. Um, Horte. I think it might have been a three by three pixel font or a three by four pixel font. That is not enough pixels. No. How many pixels do you think you need to make a real pixel font? Like monospaced. <laughs> I think monospaced was the problem there. Like, do you think you could, do you think if you had two pixels tall that you could make a pixel font that was legible if the pixels could be, if the letters could be arbitrarily wide? <laughs> um, I mean, enough, you can just make letters out of Morse code. With enough practice reading, then yes. Yeah. If the trick is just to make like um, uh, enough unique symbols that you could represent text in some sort of enciphered way, then three by three would be plenty. Yeah, I mean, like one by one would be plenty, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You could just represent it in ASCII. Yeah. What have you been up to, Jim? Um, I uh, shivering. Yeah, it's shivering. I, 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 don't, I got done with the shivering. I'm basically recovered from the flu. Hopefully, I'm not still contagious because I'm in, enclosed, in an enclosed room with a couple of people here. I'm already sick. Oh, there you go. Okay, so and it so then you'd probably just get me and Kevin sick. Okay, if I weren't already uh-huh. sick. Uh-huh. And Kevin's always sick. So uh-huh. now we know well, why. Kevin's not always sick. He's always either sick or in danger of being sick. Because of Zach. Isn't that true of everyone always, though? Because of you. True. R- right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the prime vector. I'm th- I guess I'm, I'm thinking more in danger of immediately being sick. I've been, um, I've been watching uh, YouTube videos by Jeremy Parrish. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, guys. We're only 11 minutes in. We're already getting to video game content. Mm. Um, he's been making... Um, I've been watching a video video series of um, he's done this for a bunch of uh, consoles, but I've been watching the video series of like like in depth discussions of not quite reviews, but like discussions of the work and the context of NES launch titles. Oh yeah, I've been watching that, and the uh, Game Boy ones is good too. Right. What were the NES launch titles? Duck Hunt, Super Mar- No Duck Hunt, and Gyromite. Right. Uh, so there were. More in the in America because um, they had like two years to make games in Japan first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the um, I think there were like thirteen of them. I don't remember them all, but there was like baseball and Clue Clue Land. And I was thinking of pack-ins, not not. Yeah, yeah, the pack. Well, the pack-ins it, it varied based on the uh, what pack you got. Right. Um. But yeah, Gyromite was in there. Um, and the interesting thing that uh, the thing I thought was. That I thought was most interesting. Interesting. This was the discussion of uh, Rob, robotic operating buddy, and what it was supposed to be. Because I had seen this thing in ads, and I had known for a while. Like I had heard that this it was basically uh, a peripheral made to fool retailers into putting believing it in the toy section. that yeah, believing that this is a toy and not a video game console because video game consoles didn't sell. Right. Um. What was their basis for that? I mean, the crash, the Atari crash. Probably. Yeah, it was that video. It feels weird to me 
to think about how little time actually like I believe that the video game crash happened. Yeah, it was like a year. Like, yeah, it was like it was just like a year. A year. Yeah. And so I it's it's hard for me That's to forever like, in realty retail land, right? Is it? Sure. In realty land. Realty land. The retailers yeah. were all, all all in high school <laughs> then, so it just felt like it stretched out forever. Sure. <laughs> It was less. It was less time compared to the. No, it was more time compared to the total amount of time Sears had existed than now. <laughs> right. So a year now is faster for Sears. Right. Yes. Um, and I I had played Jaromite. Like I'd played it with with Rob or no? no I'd played it. So I had to figure this out because I played it when I was a kid. Rob was nowhere to be found. Somehow we just had a copy of Jaromite. Okay. Uh, sans Rob. Um, and. Gyromite is a game that, um, if you have two controllers, you can play it by like, you know, what I did was I just used my toes to push the buttons on the second controller. I mean, that's basically what Rob is doing. Right. But what I didn't realize was that like what the way you're supposed to play it is you play an elaborate mini game where you make, well, you send, you transmit commands to Rob Using your controller, you push select to put like to make the your avatar on screen whip out a remote control, and then you can issue commands to Rob, and Rob will like spin up a yeah. Desk he and will. Then... You can make him reach over and pick up a top, and then reach over like move that over and put it into like a a, a device that makes the top start spinning. A centrifuge. Yeah, and then you can place the top on one of the devices that basically is a plastic lever that pushes the button on controller two, which you have slotted into a, um, I don't recall there being a, you, you having to plug a second controller. And I thought, no, I thought, you put, you put a second controller into the base of Rob. Do you? I yeah. thought, for some reason, I thought you just plugged him in directly. No. Huh? Okay. No, yeah, you, yeah. you just put He's... the second controller into a little plastic case on the side of Rob and different peripherals would, ho- I think it might've been in the, in the gyroscope stand peripheral, where you put the controller yeah. because different di- like there was another game that was came an- with him that was like a ring stacking. I'll, thing. I'll get to that. Okay, yeah. it's very disappointing. Um, <clears throat> I yeah, played sort of- Gyromite with like I got the set that came with Rob and Duck Hunt instead of instead of like it being the year that I guess it must have been the first year that it was available in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember trying to play Gyromite a few times with Rob, and it's just real, real hard. As yeah. supposed to being a trivially easy video game, if you. Right. Yeah. Can just press the buttons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's very the, very different. The way the controller goes into it is is super like precursory of the Nintendo Labo stuff. Oh, interesting. I never thought about that. Um, I still have my Rob. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you wouldn't even plug it in, right? It would just like be powered independently of the device and batteries, and the would... gyroscope spinner had batteries. Right. Those and are fun to play with just on their own, though. Like the gyroscope spinner and the gyroscopes, like it would teach you about gyroscopes. Apparently, those things would like uh, keep spinning for like five minutes after you'd spun them up. Yep. Which I was really impressed to hear. Um, Little flywheels. Yeah, but it it was like the zapper in that it uh, communicated. It didn't actually communicate back to the console. It would just receive signals from the TV when it flashed at at the at, the, at a camera in Rob's face. Yeah, its communication with the console was just it pushing the buttons. The right. Control. And so what was disappointing about the other game, there were only two games that used Rob. The other other one was Stack Up. And what was disappointing about the, about the other game was that Rob had no in that game Rob had no input back to the console. You would just like manipulate Rob to make stacks of rings. And then you would tell the game when you got it, when you had had it, when you were done. <laughs> would it give you a set of starting conditions? 
I believe, yes. I believe you had to set that up, too. Hmm. That's pretty funny. And it wouldn't... <laughs> yes. I mean, it seems like it could figure out... Try this like, thing. Did you win? Great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if you told it, okay, I'm set up now, and Rob is back in the reset position, that it could simulate that on the TV. Couldn't yeah. It? Like, it, what was it, happening on the screen while you were doing this? Uh, so you were apparently, like, there was an on-screen, uh, a cubert like um, there's like an on-screen D-pad, basically, and your character was moving around on the D-pad and pushing the virtual buttons. Huh. And when you push the virtual buttons, it would send the signal to Rob. And I, yeah, you're right. It could like have kept track um, if it knows about the initial conditions. It could have kept track of like, here's what Rob would be doing. It could. I mean, it'd be pretty easy for it to get out of sync, I guess. But it, it depends. Like if if it would like wait long enough for Rob to complete an action. Like there's no way for it to know when it's done and when you can, it can safely transmit a new command. Yeah. It could, it could get out of sync pretty easily. In any case, that, that sounds like a much less satisfying game than Jaramite. I wonder why nobody has messed with, because it seems like you could just, how did the TV, like the, the TV communicated with Rob by just, blanking out and displaying a pattern right was it a pat was it a pattern over time or was it a pattern over space i'm pretty sure it was a pattern over time so it seems like it would be pretty easy to like fake something that would give inputs to a rob but i've never seen that done yeah like you could just do it on a computer screen i would imagine yeah i would imagine you could um and that like the the reason that people haven't is that I I can't think of anything cool to do with Rob. Yeah, just <laughs> so, make him dance. Yeah, <laughs> except he moves so slowly. Well, he's you know, look, don't be ableist. <laughs> still dancing. <laughs> it's, it's still dancing, but it's not cool. Wow. People who dance slowly are not cool. We've established this. Dancing slowly in like junior high is where you get your first good gropes. No, that's true. You could you could slow dance with Rob and cop a feel. Local Copperfield. <laughs> David Copperfield. Good, guys. Mm-hmm. How am I doing? That's <laughs> my first try. It's okay. You'll get there. Okay. All right. Anyway, like that wasn't actually playing a video game, but that was like finding out about video games. Learning that was, about that video was pretty games. pretty neat. And, and I recommend Jeremy Parrish's YouTube channel. Or is his it brother. GameSpite on YouTube? Uh, I just searched for Jeremy Parrish. Okay. How do you spell Jeremy? Uh, J-E-R-E-M-Y. Kevin and I went and saw Annihilation. Yeah. It was good. So when you said that people were criticizing uh, the movie, uh, where was that happening? Where? Um, Yeah, I had this vague, I had this idea that people didn't like this movie because it got weird in the middle. And it seemed to be borne out by talking to people, but then I tried to find anywhere that anybody was annoyed about it online, the, and I couldn't. The example that I can think of is there was uh, the the review on the Atlantic. Okay, um, was pretty uh, was pretty down on it, but like that, I I didn't actually seek out criticism, so I don't know. But you were aware of it. I had I had heard about it. Yeah, hmm. I liked the movie. Yeah, me too. What did you not like about the book? You said you got frustrated with the book and gave up halfway through. Uh, the book, like, got very 
abstract in a way that was actually kind of reminiscent of the way the ending of the movie got abstract, but it went on for like 50 pages like that. And I was just like, I'm not interested in slogging through more of this. Hmm. The thing that makes me not want to read it is that it's a trilogy and like new sci-fi properties and new fantasy properties. I, every time I think, Oh, Hey, that's in book one of seven. Never mind. Well, and, and also like, from what I've heard, speaking to people who've read the book and seen the movie, the book is actually like less satisfying and conclusive than the movie. Well, it was the first book of a trilogy, you would hope. I mean, I mean, if you finish the trilogy. I even, see. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So. Is the movie the story of the whole trilogy? No, it's it kind of apparently it just takes the premise and runs with it. I see. There's a second annihilation. I, but, I, I don't even know what the annihilation is, so. Oh, right. It does. I guess it kind of ends like a Jurassic Park. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> sort of. I thought it was good, though. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed it. I liked I the movie a lot. I watched, uh, I watched a Netflix original uh, last night called The Push. Have you heard about this? Oh, I saw a, um, an article talking about how it was horribly immoral. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's like the old uh, psychology experiments that have been condemned. Uh, right. Except d- like done on for TV. your entertainment. <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, was this like a, like a, not the Milgram. Yeah. yeah it's it like, the Milgram, like ex- experiment. It's like They're just literally doing the Milgram experiment. No, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a slightly different thing. Instead of getting a bunch of people and seeing like how they'll respond to authority, uh, they just take one person set an elaborate scene for them and it try to convince them to by the end of the scene kill someone does huh. and the person knows that they're no that's the part that's immoral hmm. this, like you, this is non-fiction this is like a reality show thing that's i mean that's the premise you i cannot honestly believe anything i see on tv because i've I've been too close to production companies where you, you've opened it up and there's not there's no people in there <laughs> there's no people in there <laughs> Because I mean, but, I could, yeah. I could see, I could see that as the setup to an interesting series that is about that show, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know theoretically, it's it's theoretically it is a real show with unsuspecting main uh-huh. characters who do not realize that they are being filmed in this elaborate setup. Uh, and it, I mean, it talks about a bunch of psychological principles. Uh, throughout the whole thing. It's like, okay, we're going to have them do small things. Like I'm going to ask a small favor because you are more likely to do a bigger thing for somebody when you've already done something small for them. Like, like that's a thing that's established uh, by Benjamin Franklin. Sure. No, he, he wrote about that in his autobiography. Um, uh, you should always ask somebody for a pen because then later, if you need a kidney, they'll give it to you. <laughs> the, uh, they also they also selected four people. They had like two hundred people come in uh, for a casting call, and they tried to provoke each of them. And the person who got the angriest was the one who got selected. No, they uh, part of the process for the interview or whatever was with the I guess maybe like a second round was to bring them in and have them fill out some paperwork. Uh, but when they came into the room. There were three actors. So uh, it was like a room with a row of chairs and there were three actors in there and, and there was a bell that would ring every 10 seconds or so. And people would either sit up or 
sorry, stand up or sit down uh, as they were filling out this paperwork. And so as the people came in, they would either have, you know, the, ch- the choice to just sit there or to do what everybody else in the room was doing. And so they, anybody that didn't uh, cooperate was removed. And so they, by the end, they had, and they got rid of the actors after everybody, after the, all the chairs were filled. So in the, there was just a bunch, there was just a room full of people who had never been told to do any of the stuff that were just standing or sitting up based on whether a bell was ringing. Um, and they s- selected from that pool of people that were clearly so willing to fit in, even though there had been no particular uh, right. impetus to do so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, it's hokey, but it's kind of interesting. I, you could probably watch it at 2x speed and get everything you need out of it if Netflix allowed that. I'm not sure I need anything out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, the end was a little surprising to me. Does he kill somebody? I don't want to spoil it for you. Is it a man or a woman? I don't, it's a, the, 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 it's a man that they follow. But he doesn't kill anybody. I don't want to spoil it for you. He kills somebody, but that person turns out to be fake. There is a there is a cool thing. They uh, for the film they have to to make a dead body that somebody can like pick up and move around, which is not a thing that you normally have to do. <laughs> so they make a thing that like feels to the touch, like it's a it's a a dead body so like you you if you like pick up the leg it feels like there's bones inside and wow yeah and it weighs the same as a person it like on close personal inspection looks like a like looks like a person that you have seen living and moving around uh but looks like they're dead it's that's that's pretty really, impressive really cool <laughs> yeah when it, when it comes time for him to kill the person at the end do they both did they decide to commit suicide together by eating some berries <laughs> and then Later on, uh, Donald Sutherland makes a guy with a weird beard eat those berries. No, that does not happen. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I vaguely remember it. Okay. I, I, like it sounds familiar, but I can't place it. What have you been up to, Riff? Mm, nothing much new for talking about. Uh, painting some, painting some miniatures. Um. Like a Boba Fett? Video games. Like, uh, uh, like war game figures, the, like, uh, Kingdom Death miniatures and stuff. Oh, I didn't know you had to paint those. I mean, you don't have to, but they look way you, I nicer. mean, you get, you get to. I, I yeah. thought, I assumed that because that was, because that thing was so expensive that they came pre-colored. Nah, they, I mean, because it's so expensive, they would not give them to you pre-painted because pre-painted miniatures you buy are universally crappy looking. Because they're painted by hand by by, ch- by abused children in yeah, Taiwan. Bas- ba- either that or by a, a a machine that does it sloppily. I I don't actually know how those are done. Uh, that's an interesting question. It's hard to get the machine to perform better by telling it its parents will be disappointed <laughs> by refusing to uh, to 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 give it its full ration of corn that day. The Homestar Runner figurines, the vinyl ones that I got from Homestar Runner, uh, they they looked pretty good. The colors see, were all in the right places and everything. Yeah. Were those painted vinyl or was the I, vinyl just pre-colored? I actually, I presume they were not painted. I but I I'm actually really curious about the um, the process. I was talking yeah. to um, I was 
I was talking to uh, oh I forget his name now the Toe Jam and Earl guy. I was doing some um, contract work for that company, uh, and I was talking to Greg something. Greg Johnson. Yes, thank you. Right, my dad, creator <laughs> of Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> um, about what the process was like for uh, for making the 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 vinyl Toe Jam and Earl figurines that they were. I think they were a Kickstarter award. And he says he just sent the company that makes them turnarounds. Um, what does that mean? Uh, it's like a baked good. You, it's <laughs> like a little square of puff pastry. You put some fruit in it. You're thinking of a popover. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking of a comb over. Okay. <laughs> you're thinking of a comb filter. Um, I don't know what a comb filter is. <laughs> We can talk about it later. Um, so it's this thing in the comb factory that sorts the combs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little combs versus big combs. The puffy, it keeps the puffy combs. Uh, com- comb filtering Jeffrey is combs. comb filtering is when uh, there's a very uh, close echo that um, interferes with the phase of the original sound, and so it sounds like a flanger. Okay. So that's something that like happens. Oh, on- so a waveform that looks like a comb. You want uh, to get rid of it in the frequency space, yes. Okay. Um, it's a problem on like TV sets, by which I mean like TV studio sets. Ha <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Yeah, you never really refer to your where your like sixty inch flat screen as a television set anymore. No, you yeah, don't. That's true. Uh, well, what if was you it? Build, if you build it from scratch. You do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ordered a, a television kit. set. Oh, I don't know. I would call that a TV kit. <laughs> You'll hear it if, like, an actor is, like, moving towards or away from a desk or a wall. The uh, car from Knight Rider is a TV kit, Riff. Though <laughs> that's, T- no, that's TV's kit. Oh, okay. The, yeah. So a turnaround is, like, um, a visualization of a character from the front, from the side, and from behind. And But you can do it really fast? Uh, it's just the three images. Okay, but it's a quick turnaround. <laughs> okay. Presumably. Okay. The, 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 you, I said just the turnaround part, not the quick part. Okay. Meaning so you can just do it. I see. Uh, so you just send those to, to Nike. the company that makes the vinyls. Okay. And they they then apparently just do the rest, I guess. They will produce the whatever form the, the 3D version has to be in in order to hmm. do the molding. I remember back when we made Kingdom of Loathing miniatures, I talk to i like i emailed the homestar runner guys to ask them hey how did you do this like do you have somebody that we could talk to they referred me to their person who did it who i remember we always used to refer to as dan because all of his emails were in all caps all the time <laughs> i don't remember if his name was dan but it was basically we just referred to him by his name only real loud right and his advice was don't do it he was like this is terrible like he was like if you're not doing hundreds of thousands of these it is not cost effective to get it done and this was 15 years ago huh. um so I, that has undoubtedly changed as manufacturing has gotten better right. Even, we ended up we ended up making resin figures that were hand painted i think they're heavy man you put one yeah. of those in a sock you could have killed a guy <laughs> they um no oh, and I did they and they they just shattered. We're on that they, TV show. You can really play with them because they would break. We had their poor saber tooth lime, and the teeth would break off all the time. Oh bummer! And the stands that they sent us were crap, and they had to resend from China a giant box of new stands, and then we had to send those to everybody who bought one. And man, kids, don't ever sell any merchandise ever. I was really impressed. coming soon. Western blowing merchandise. <laughs> I was really impressed with the Homestar figurines because 
those characters were not created to be in 3D. Right. They were created yeah. like uh, yeah. At, but like every single one of them was like, "Oh yeah, that's obviously what it has to be." It's like that whoever did that did a really good job. They already had a bunch of front-facing art as opposed to like The Simpsons, which there's yeah. recently been some horrifying front-facing <laughs> Simpsons images. Right. Are those just like single frames I think in so. between I think moving so, yeah. it? I don't I mean, do you need that? Does that look appreciably better than uh, flipping from one side to the other? Than just a yeah, flip, you think? It does. What if you, what if there was just like a weird like in the like a like a video of somebody from the ring where <laughs> whenever they <laughs> whenever they turned there was just a weird faceless a weird blob. Yeah, yellow yeah. faceless blur going across. I mean, you can you can find single frames that are the the smears like that too and some of those are really amazing looking. <laughs> I saw the Smears play at a bowling alley in Chicago once in 1995. That's actually true. There was oh, a, they, the, they later. I know. I mean, that just sounds like a joke, but no, it was. It was they, too specific to be a joke. I yeah, think? It, no, it was. It, I still. I think I still have the ticket in my photo album. It was the Smears, the Queers, and Alligator Gun, which was the third thing that was not like the others. <laughs> they renamed themselves the Pap Smears later. When yes, they, and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also trying to think of a when they. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pap smear means either potato smear, dad smear, or pope smear. Right. Depending on how you uh, <laughs> capitalize it. Capitalize it, yeah. Papa smear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. smears are just like the grosser, the grosser version of the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Peter Jackson's. It was the thing that Peter Jackson Jackson did before Meet the Feebles. <laughs> they live in those mushrooms that look like they're bleeding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, we'll find those. Uh, what do they? What do they even call those mushrooms? Like the bleeding tooth? Something like that. Something mushrooms. horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awful. Then that like those and those mushrooms that are just like evolved just to give you just to trigger that trichophobia or whatever oh, the, the thing that yeah. people makes people shudder when they, when they shudder uncontrollably for 20 minutes when they see a bunch of <laughs> tiny holes is that what happened to you did the ghost show you a bunch of tiny holes oh that would be even worse yeah maybe it made me realize that i was filled with a bunch of tiny holes i mean a ghost is probably just filling a, like tiny holes in in space time right yeah if you think about it we all are yeah Huh. Well, don't I mean we're full of tiny holes because of the space between atoms, right? And if you shrunk that down, uh, then you could be Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I learned that. That what you learned from that movie? Mm-hmm. That's about it. Didn't learn any jokes. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> uh, did you guys play any video games over the past week? Mm, I played. Well, I didn't play anything new this past week, but I did remember. A couple of games that I played the previous week and forgot to talk about. That counts. Uh, I played a couple of VR games. I, I played um, the... What was the spy one that you talked about I Expect before? You to I ex- Die. Yeah, I Expect You to Die. I played the first level of that, and I played through Accounting Plus. This uh, is the PostScript VR? The Yes. Uh-huh. The... Uh, uh, 
The yeah, one that still yes, works. And, yes, the one that the one that is very comfortable and still works. I was trying to come up with another of joke of something that PS could stand for, yeah, and I the thing that I thought of was Photoshop? PlayStation. I was going to oh. say PlayStation. <laughs> oh, sure, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, accuracy is the best humor. <laughs> um, do Do you want to take a moment to talk about computer security? <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, oh, we forgot no, to talk about it. It's a good thing, Riff, that you got a chance to play some VR games because now no one ever can again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw you guys talking about that, but I have no idea what the actual context or situation is. Earlier today, every Oculus Rift just stopped working because of an expired code signing certificate, which... And because, it, because you can't even boot it, it's unclear that they can actually issue a patch. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So they might have theoretically just bricked every single Oculus Rift. They, well, they could mail everyone a CD-ROM. <laughs> if, the, if anybody had a CD-ROM drive still. Yep. Oh, I thought you were going to say if anybody had like a factory for producing CD-ROMs. <laughs> <and mass. laughs> Hasn't Facebook bought AOL yet? <laughs> they could do it. If anybody, if anybody could get a CD-ROM into every home in America, Facebook can. It's a good point. Um, yeah, Jim was bitching about computer security on Twitter. <laughs> Because computer security is awful, I don't think we actually want to spend a bunch of time talking about computer <laughs> uh, security. No, but, but if I, you had if you had a point to make, then you should. I, make it. I, my, I guess if I have a point to make, it's that if the Windows 10 upgrade service annoys you, you should just disable it. I have tried so many times. Yeah, you, you've gone into like the services, and you well, yep, and it's still every twelve hours tries to update itself. It, it may be that I'm able to do that because I have like an enterprise version of um, Windows installed, and they trust me more. I've just got the home version. The BattleNet client on macOS is still popping up a thing asking for my administrator password every thirty seconds or so the whole time it's running. Huh. Pretty that, good. That's how you know the security is really strong. <laughs> Pretty good feature, yeah. Did you give it to it? And it just... It doesn't make any difference whether I type it in or hit cancel. Okay. Well, except that when I type it in, it probably sends it to Russian malware trolls. What did you think of those VR games, Riff? Uh, I thought they were pretty fun. I I, uh, uh, I want to go back and play some more of the James Bond one, and I want to replay Accounting Plus because it seemed like maybe there is some stuff in there that I missed seeing. It's very short, but, as I recall. Yeah, it is very short. I played through it in one sitting. Uh, I was pretty stoned, which I think maybe is not the optimal way to play that game. <laughs> because I mean, it, it was made you confusing. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty visceral, too, the part with yeah. the viscera. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is very much a, I'm in a strange place and someone is shouting at me forever. <laughs> game <laughs> but uh but yeah and also just because i was in a sort of playing a video game state of mind i i wasn't i was like actively searching out the puzzle solutions and progressing through it at a fair clip rather than just stopping and hanging out and listening to all the dialogue right yeah uh which i think is is a big part of that it it I feel like it's it's a game that that's going to be like pretty divisive. Like I think it's probably not for a lot of people because you have to kind of be willing to listen to uh um Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland just scream <laughs> for a while. 
but I, I thought it was pretty fun. And it's got he's 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 got a good voice for shouting. He he does good shouty <laughs> characters. And uh, the guy from uh, which Rich Rich Fulcher from uh, the Mighty Boosh does a voice in it, and he's really good. Uh, but everyone else is he is he old Greg or is he the fisherman who fishes up old Greg he's the zookeeper uh in in accounting plus he's the uh he's the he's the guy that drives the getaway van um I must have played it I don't remember there being a getaway van in the version that I played that must have been the the plus that might be yeah accounting plus a van yeah I was gonna uh, ask do we know what's different between accounting and accounting plus I don't Okay. I mean, one of them is just for tracking your finances. Yeah. The other one is for only adding finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's what you want, right? That's a good point. Uh, does Does the Rick and Morty game exist for PSVR yet? Not that I'm aware of. I've been accounting. I, I, I look for it every now and then, but I haven't. I haven't seen it come up. Accounting felt like a like a prototype for like that. a prototype for that even though i yeah. don't actually know that it's made by the same people cuz i feel like accounting came was crows 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 and yeah. i think the rick and morty game came out of alchemy the job simulator mm-hmm. studio so i don't know maybe and it was a jobs, proof of concept it was a proof of concept it was a PSVR, disproof so. of concept <laughs> i still haven't gone back and played through the final couple of chapters of the rick and morty game it's it's hard it's hard to keep doing VR for long enough to really get a whole game experience. Like yeah. it's hard on you physically. Yeah, it like it makes if I get it tight enough that it that it looks okay, it just kind of hurts my face. Mm-hmm. Like you know the kind of exhaustion that you get from just smiling too much, where your cheeks are kind of like you're just so happy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been so happy that it hurt? Mm-hmm. Have yeah, you ever just like looked into a looked into a newborn child's eyes and smiled <laughs> so broadly and for so long that it made your face hurt? That's what every time I play a VR game feels the, like. The PSVR except for the rewarding parts. Is Sounds like you need to get swole, Zach. So I don't I don't have that problem with it, but there there definitely is a sense of like I've been in this for too long now. <laughs> I like, need to go all do something else for a while. Right. In all seriousness, like you could go to like bodybuilding forums and see what, like you could take like creatine or Do something. Do a facelift, bro. <laughs> there are like supplements you can take that, like that make you recover from muscle exhaustion faster. Hmm. Okay. And some of them are legal. Do you even facelift? Yeah, I could. I could ask what I, what I need to make my cheeks swole. <laughs> I mean, my face cheeks, bra. <laughs> Don't get the wrong idea, bra. That's what I'll say. Botox. Hmm. I don't know that that makes you stronger, really. But you just wanted them swole. Well, okay. Yeah, I could get uh, get in capsaicin injections oh, yeah. just prior yeah. to uh... get some bees to sting you. Oh yeah. Um. So, have you been doing much PSVR stuff, Riff, or is this not a ton? Just on and off. Um. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So <laughs> not not for any particular reason. It's just whenever whenever it occurs to me, oh, I haven't I haven't looked to see what all is up on the thing yet. I'll go and look at that and see if see if the the PSVR patch for abduction has passed through cert yet, so I can finally play it, uh, which it is not. But man, I basically never use my Vive, but I'm still excited for the 
wireless for the Rev Two to come out. That's actually wireless and oh, it's one hundred percent wireless. Yeah, it's wireless and Jeez. lighter weight. And how do they manage that? I don't know. And the double re- the double the resolution too. Maybe yeah, you're just wearing two of them. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. That's why it's lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know well, maybe there's just two of you. You could put a he- I could just put helium balloons. Oh, on it. sure. Or you could like. There's no reason that wouldn't work. I, it'd have to be a pretty big helium balloon to make also, any your room difference. Would have to be large enough. Oh, you could also like just have a rubber band your... attached to the ceiling. Yeah, oh. I was just gonna say, just hang hang a length of chain from the ceiling that is exactly the right height compared you could, to. Whoa! You. Ask the bodybuilder forums about negative when resistance. You duck. I mean. Well, but right. that plus an elaborate pulley system. A counterweight. Yeah, okay. So you get a <laughs> counterweight that is exactly the weight of the the, 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 the headset. Yeah. Or yeah, just the, yeah. A chain five, running yeah. up the ceiling or perhaps, across the wall. Perhaps yeah. a string or a rope instead of a chain, but yes. Look, it needs to be strong. Uh-huh. Look, these are these are human lives we're talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, sorry. I was pretending I was developing an elevator so that I so that I would have something you to You could base. just use the cord from the headset itself right you wrap it around yes, the wrap it around a counterweight yep yeah yeah that seems like but a good thing to do with an expensive one, and unique the... electrical cord <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that actually is a uh, one like significant advantage of like the gear vr setup is that there isn't a cable tethering you to something across the room Have you played anything jim uh, I played a game on my phone called West of Loathing. Oh yeah, how was it? <laughs> uh, so you, I loaded it up. Um, where did you Where did you acquire this game? I got, got it on the Google Play Store. Okay. Search for West of Loathing. <laughs> Classic <laughs> source of legitimate software. <laughs> look uh-huh. for the Look for the one with a one point six star rating. Okay, that sounds like a thing that um, we would make. We earned every penny. <laughs> um, uh, so you, you start this game, and there's a menu where if you go into the options, you can turn sound on or off, which is nice. Okay. That's a feature I like to have. Uh, if you hit play, it takes you to a screenshot of, like, it looked like the outside of a mountain of skulls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of seconds after it shows you that, it shows you an ad. Okay. And then when that ad's over, it waits a couple of more seconds, and then it plays another ad. <laughs> okay. And then a couple of seconds after that, it shows you an error message saying, sorry, you can't play the game right now. And it takes you back to the title screen. Okay. Mm. That seems pretty reasonable. And then you can try playing it again, and the exact same thing happens. You just see a couple of more video ads. Nice. So that's a, that's a game I played with myself. Kevin worked really hard on that screenshot, I, too. I did. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it was pretty good. Right it's, all the pixels were in the right place. They seemed like the right color. Those are the two things you need in a screenshot. Sure. Uh, I played um, The Witcher, the, the Witcher Three. Okay, that's the one that people have that's the one people like falling over themselves talking about. Yeah, this is a game from 2015 that I bought in 2016. Tried to play in 2017. I tried to play in 2016, and I it, I, I bounced off of it real hard because that game has so many fucking systems in it. Okay. Um, and also I had just shipped Frog Fractions 2 and was not really capable of learning things for a while after that. Um, and I remember like really liking the presentation and the writing, but like, it's just, 
this game is way too complicated. And I actually still think it's really way too complicated for its own good. Like, I'm playing this game on the easiest difficulty setting now and really enjoying it. But, like, if it were at all hard, I would not be, probably. Just because there's just the, 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 the weight of all the systems. Like, if I actually had to be good at these systems as well as, well as just tolerating them, I probably wouldn't be able to deal with it. Uh, but, um, I'm really impressed with the world building and the, uh, the writing. And, uh, and I recommend it on that basis alone. It's, uh, what is the, like, generic storyline? You are a witcher? You're a witcher. And what is a witcher? A witcher is, um, a, um, a career monster hunter. Okay. Like, you're like a freelance. You're, you're a like, vampire. Like slave. the Ghostbusters. Okay. Except if the Ghostbusters were part ghost <laughs> as yeah, part of their training you've been, and you've been mutated and were the only people in the world that women could have casual sex with without being in danger <laughs> is this is actually a plot <laughs> mm-hmm. element of I, the I, I have not i've not gotten to that well i think that's scene. it's more in the novels and in the first two games um which it's gotten progressively Less and less shitty in that regard. Like gone it's are the progressive gone are the progressive top top tops uh, trading cards. What I was going to say was topless, <laughs> but then said top and couldn't remember where I was going with that. So I assumed <laughs> that the trading cards of the nude women that you collected for right. sleeping with women in the first game uh, were tops. Branded. Of course they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The, the, so like the the mutation renders. Geralt, both sterile and immune to venereal disease. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's that particular bit of wish fulfillment on the part of old. <laughs> what's, what's his Poland guy? Witcher author. Yeah. Poland guy from Poland. Yeah, I, I've been, I've been really, it's so, this is a, a game that is very unlike many video games in that, you're not like it, it, it makes no pretense that you are doing anything heroic. Like you're, you have your own ends in this game. You're trying to do a certain thing. And the way you do it is by doing odd jobs. You're freelancing. Basically a lot of this stuff is you're, you're killing monsters that are harrying civilians and that's good as far as it goes. But a lot of the time you're just running errands for people who, uh, may themselves be fucking shit up in ways you do or don't know about. Uh, but either way you're getting paid. So like that, that's, uh, that's as, as far as you need to think about it as the, as the character goes. Um, but a lot of, a lot of the time you are presented with like, a um, an ethical choice that you just have no, you just don't have the information to answer, but you have to answer it anyway. And the way they prevent you from like save scumming, um, from like saving and then answering the question and then loading if you don't like the answer is that sometimes you get the answer like eight hours later. Hmm. Um, which is a really clever, uh, way to, to get around that, that sort of, um, is that in the form of like a letter or does somebody come up to you and say, Hey, you you remember that decision you made? You'll just run into those characters later or Hmm. you'll hear about what happened or, yeah. How will you hear about it? In any conversation, I see. Usually, so you eavesdrop. 
in uh, a bar. Usually you're talking to somebody. <laughs> usually it's like a, a conversation you have someone you're in, in, in communication with. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been, I've been really impressed. It's, it's, uh, it's really like, it's surprisingly funny. Like it's not, it's not a comedy game, but there are moments of like, I, I found real humor in the writing, like in, even in like the, um, the animation, the, uh, the animation has, has good comic timing to it sometimes. But then there's also like, here's, uh, like incidental dialogue where like a couple of people say three lines in a row from Pulp Fiction, hmm. which is just okay. I, I remember uh, that movie. Hmm. Does but it make sense? Is there was no context for it in the game. Okay. It was just like Is it anachronistic or do they say we should have broadswords for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't talk about it was it was it was something that like those characters there was vocabulary they would have known, okay. probably. Um But like also this game has an incredible amount of content in it. Like just the the volume of stuff in the game is uh, kind of unbelievable, and so like that there is some embarrassing stuff in there is like kind of uh, I'll I'll let it go because there's just so much stuff in there. Almost every quest or side quest, they almost never play it straight. Like I can't think of a quest where like you're just given a task and then you do it and then you get paid. Um. Almost everything, if not literally everything, has like some twist, twist, like some sort of like subversion or interesting choice you have to make or a surprise to it. Even like, uh, even like seemingly completely incidental side quests. Hmm. Do you not find that exhausting after a while though? I kind of did. Like, it depends. It depends what you want. Like, when you're. If I were to play a game like Diablo, I would want just like, here's 10 hours of mindless bashing skeletons. And sometimes that's what you want. Right. You don't want somebody to say, hey, go kill this skeleton over here. And then, it, oh, it turns out the skeleton is his mom. Right. And she she wants you to do something different. Right. Yep. Like, the, the, his mom is paying, like offering to bribe you not to pay him to, to go kill him instead. Yeah. Um. But then it turns out the mom was the evil one all along. Yeah. Um, she just wanted him to be a skeleton so they could hang out. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and I, I also kind of wish like that there were a little bit more, um, just go kill the monster and come back and get paid just kind of to sell the mundanity of existence, like just to establish a baseline of here's what, here's how life is before they subvert it. But I, I think it works really well. This game is really ugly like all the like most of the characters most of the npcs and almost the entire landscape like the way the game looks is how you would imagine like medieval europe would look just drab really drab like in, in this case like endless you know swamps and shitty forests i never got out of the fir- i didn't get past the first sort of region of the game i had hoped that yeah i haven't get more i haven't either looking after that i haven't either so i'm not sure i think what i want is the witcher 3's content in kingdoms of amalur reckoning's world okay with mm. skyrim's interaction <laughs> 
So first person, meaningless combat, basically. Okay. Right? Like you can use these systems, but all that does is determines which particle effects you see when you <laughs> stuff. Because like I mean people complain about the combat in Elder Scrolls games, but it doesn't get in the way of what you want, which is opening containers in crypts. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a little bit of the uh this I, and I'm assuming you're talking about Skyrim's open world jank, like how, how, how like rag dolls will just fly over the over the entire sky or whatever. I don't actually know what people complain about when they complain about the combat being bad in Elder Scrolls games because I think it's totally serviceable. It it's, isn't hard. Yeah, the, if but it were hard, it shouldn't then, be hard. Yeah. Like it's the times when it's hard kind of sucks because then you just have to like keep circle strafing around a lich lord or whatever and but, get him, try to get him stuck in the geometry somewhere that you can just like plink him with that's, arrows and that's i think a pretty good summation of why you might call that bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's only bad when it tries to be hard right like when it's right just... but imagine if it were trying to be good well and the way it would do that is by being harder but in a fun way yeah like and and i'm i'm with you i i played like 100 hours of skyrim and had no problems with the combat because it was easy you know there is a part of me that wants the combat in west of loathing to be harder but in a fun way and i think that it's probably better not to try <laughs> We'll see, though. Yeah. Because, like, the the thing about it being hard in a fun way is that, like, not everybody has the same kind of fun and not everybody has the same kind of hard. Yep. You know? And so you're blocking a lot of people out of a lot of your shit if you if you make something that is, like, well, in order to be good, this becomes necessarily inaccessible. Um, yeah. And who knows? I mean, maybe Skyrim is inaccessible to grandmas, but I saw... I saw some articles about a, a grandma playing Skyrim the other day. She seemed to do okay. But I don't know if that's all grandmas or not. If it were, if it, it must have been notable for them to have written an article about it, though. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, she she's picking also all the, the last grandma in existence. <laughs> <coughs> she talks about liking picking the flowers, but then she's, you know, headshot in some bandits. <laughs> that's just what flowers. she calls it's picking the it's flowers. It's a euphemism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Headshotting the bandits. Yeah. The, mm hmm. <laughs> Just got home go from headshot in the flowers. bandits. <laughs> you know, that's what she calls murder and dudes. <laughs> yeah. Witcher 3. Enjoying it so far. Haven't gotten that far in it. Like, I'm like 15 hours in, which is nothing as far as I can tell. Yeah. Are but you still in the in the opening area? I am. Right now I'm in Novigrad, which is like the biggest city in the opening area. And there are quests for me to move to the next area, but I don't want to do them yet because they're a little too high level for me, which I think I could get away with because I'm playing it on the easiest difficulty. But, like, I'm enjoying, you know, doing other stuff enough My that memory of the first few hours of that game was that leveling up didn't really make you that much more powerful. Hmm. But I... Maybe I'm confusing that with another game, or maybe my problem was that leveling up didn't happen nearly often enough because you, it was sort of difficult to earn experience. Right. Yeah. Uh, leveling up, as far as I can tell, I don't, I don't know if it gives you a stat boost, but like you get an ability point. I don't know what they call it, but you can spend a point in your skill tree, but you can also get a point to spend in your skill tree by finding like a, oh, a rock, a rock in the world 
Sometimes there's a like a wraith or a white yeah. guarding the rock. Sometimes you have to kill the 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 wraith, or sometimes you can just avoid it. Mm -hmm. You get it stuck in the geometry. <laughs> Snake up to the rock. Mm -hmm. It's that open world jank. It's good stuff. Have you played anything, Kevin? Uh, a little bit of a situation like Riff, where I played a thing a week or two ago and then forgot to talk about it. Uh, what is it? Called Push Pipe Paradise. <coughs> it is a puzzle game uh, not unlike uh, Steven's Sausage Roll, except instead of uh, one by two sausages that you roll around the environment, you have sections of pipe that you, are ro that you roll around the environment or push. You push or roll, uh, depending on their shape. Um, what platform is this game on? It was on Steam. I think I played it on a Mac. I think it might also be on iOS. Do you maybe? play it with a keyboard? I did play it with a keyboard. Uh, Does it look horrible like Steven Sausage Roll? The graphics are probably a little bit better, but not a ton. Um, the dialogue, there's like, there's like NPCs in the game, and the dialogue is short and okay. Uh but the puzzles are pretty good. Uh, it's like a little cluster of like five or six puzzles, and then you'll move to a new area that'll have a new mechanic, and you'll have to do those. And then the base some like combination areas where there's multiple mechanics all at work at the same time. It's good. I definitely recommend it if you're into puzzles. It's not as hard as Stephen Sausage Roll. Okay, is it as hard yeah, as Campfire? I can't imagine cooking? anything that is. Uh, it is harder than the base basic levels of campfire cooking but it is easier than the last five levels i think that were pretty tricky although there's there are some it, it has a, a pretty wide variance of difficulty it has four four tiers of difficulty uh for the puzzles in it and it lets you know what difficulty they are when you attempt them so you can just opt to do the easier ones if you want what is campfire cooking have you talked about that one yeah well zach, back zach it's... found it yeah, I met the guy who made it at PAX Australia and it was it was notable because it was one of those things where you meet somebody at a at an industry party and they say, "Hey, here's a code, for, you should check out my game." And then you'd say, oh, "Okay," and you'd begrudgingly do it because it's not going to be any good, but then you play it and it's really good. Hmm. So that was fun. Should I should check out some of these codes people give me. Yeah. <laughs> so every every once in a while there's a good one. Uh, yeah, no, campfire cooking is also pretty good. It's a it's a similar situation where there are you're basically trying to roast marshmallows, and they have two sides, and you're trying to make sure that they get cooked on both sides. Okay. Uh, but they're on they're on skewers, and yeah. the skewers are important in terms of being able to manipulate them. Uh, and you have to like think about how you you're going to rotate the skewers or not and yeah. stuff. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's I wish. It were on PC. It might be, it I guess. Is it is campfire cooking on well, PC? I, I'm pretty sure it's on Steam. On iOS, it's a little diff. It's it's annoying because the way that you move the skewer that the marshmallows are on very very frequently triggers the like setting screen coming up from the bottom of the mm -hmm. screen or the uh, the notifications panel coming down from the top of the screen sure. or whatever. Um. Oh, and then I also played more of a uh, one hour one life. Yeah. Uh, it is hard. It is a hard game. I heard the players of one of that game were forming laws and religion. Oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I have not. Uh, I've not been involved in any of that. I I played it more like right after the last podcast, and then haven't really played it. I played it for like five minutes today. I 
I uh, got born and a mother told me to stand near a fire, which uh, apparently heat reduces how quickly uh, you need to eat, which uh-huh. is super useful because you have to eat all the freaking time otherwise. Uh, so if you wear clothes or stand near a fire, you have to eat less. Uh, and then, uh, but then I died of starvation anyway. You died of being on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then I was born to a different mother who shot me with a bow and arrow and I died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Huh. So this monster appeared between my legs. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did she eat you? I don't, I, you, as soon as you die, you, the screen goes black. You don't get to see what happens after you die. Hmm. Much like real life. Yeah. I guess that's probably, that's kind of his deal. Yeah. Hey, you know, it'd be cool if you only got to play this game once. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't obviously. It, it's but hard enough. It's hard enough getting to play to get a Steam the way it is now. Game. Yeah. I was I mean, definitely chatting about how with some other folks that how it would be nice if you could maybe be born to some friends so that you could like mm. have pe- people that you know sort of work together to make a village or something. It's just so hard constantly being thrown into situations with strangers where you have to rely on them for the first five minutes of your game life. Look, real people don't get to choose where and when they're born. Sure. Uh, people are not thrown into the woods and and forced to find their own food at age five, though, usually. Well, not now, but who knows? Another year or so at Trump. Also, you have to do something to have a child in the real world, whereas in this game what is it you like i cannot get anyone to tell me (laughs) uh spoilers uh you (laughs) in this game sometimes you regularly a baby will just appear if you are a female adult female i mean i i I think that's that's rough i think that's pretty analogous to an unexpected like an unwanted child or a let's say a side effect child okay a a side effect of what? <laughs> I'll tell you when you're older, Zach. Damn it. Beekeeping. Uh, I decided to try out Fortnite uh, mm. because it's a game that looked I, like when I saw stuff about Fortnite, I was like, okay, this looks cool. And it seems like you're kind of a tower defense, like zombie horde mode thing. And then it came out and it seemed like nobody bought it. But then they did like a fast follow player unknowns battlegrounds mod, mm. which then made it extremely popular and so i thought well i bet the single player part still exists i'll see what that consists of and so the PUBG part of it is just free which is weird right you download the client and you can play the multiplayer for free the single player campaign which used to just be the game which was for sale is you have to buy that but i was ready to buy the game anyway so i i did buy that played it the first few missions of it and it's pretty cool. It's really like high production values, really polished, was pretty fun. It eventually got to the point where I'd start, when I would start a game, it would just put like three strangers in there who were way, way better at the game than I was. So I didn't really get to learn anything that huh. about the, what the objectives were teaching me or whatever, because it was just everything was already done by the time I got there. Uh, I this, tried the, the single player. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the it's not single player so much as like the campaign mode, the non okay. the non battle royale mode. The battle royale mode, like when I have played Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, I feel like I can run around for a while and occasionally kill somebody and like that is 
not been the case in this Fortnite thing at all. Like, I played seven or eight games of it and spent way more time waiting for loading screens to finish than I did actually playing the game because it's, I don't, I don't know if it's just like, balanced in a way that makes it even more like multiplayer shooters are normally for me but it's like well there's a person i will go try and shoot them 40 times and not do any damage to them and by the like once they notice me they can shoot me once in the head and i'm game over this is one of the things that i think is one of the one of PUBG's big strengths is that as a new player you don't die immediately always because it's just so random don't they like don't the the first couple of of games they give you some sort of weird power up in PUBG though i don't know if that's true or i think the first five or ten games you you, like you your accuracy is better and you take less damage that wouldn't surprise me i know that's true of other other multiplayer games as well uh so it might be true here um in fortnite it's certainly not true because like i just sort of i like the only way that I could imagine getting any better at it is by playing it more, but it is... You just don't get any time to actually yeah, play. Yeah, like, right. I, you you know, you end up... Like, it does the exact same thing that Player Unknown Battlegrounds does, which is that there's, like, a minute while everybody is spawning in where you're in this area where you can theoretically, like, practice using weapons and stuff, except the weapons don't do anything. Like, you can shoot people, but it doesn't, like, tell you this would do this amount of damage if this were real or whatever. Like, it's just, there's, there is, n- like, this would be a perfect opportunity to add some gameplay that taught you the stuff that everybody obviously, like, everyone else obviously already knows about this, but it just doesn't do it, and I don't exactly understand why. Like, I remember listening to a Giant Bombcast recently, and Will Smith, who is apparently very, very good at at PUBG was saying, this is what you should do. You should practice with the, like the reason there are all these weapons on these picnic tables when you're starting out is for you to practice with them. And I guess you could practice like throwing grenades and stuff to just like figure out distances. But like, there, like there weren't even any instructions in Fortnite. Like they just had to kind of guess, like, how do you reload? How do you switch weapons? What does any of this mean? And that's like, without even getting into the, like, the part of the tactics that are like run up to somebody real quick and build a wall and then strafe around the wall and shoot them <laughs> like so that they can't shoot you at all. And it's like, well, I think I'm going to like this was a much more approachable looking version of PUBG, right? Because it's like kind of it has a visual style that I associate with very attractive failures because it reminds me a lot of Wildstar, which was just an extremely expensive, extremely good looking game that then nobody really played. Uh, because it was a subscription game that came out post WoW, um, but it it looks cool and it looks fun and it was like meant to be like a kind of a lighthearted zombie shooter and now there's just this mode that's like well get some real cognitive dissonance here with how much more brutal the multiplayer experience is than my experience of PUBG. Although I think the island is just a lot smaller and you just end up closer to people in the beginning more often. Like, the times when I get kills in PUBG is often because, like, I happen to find, like, a melee weapon before the other guy who landed right next to me and managed to get enough hits off before he found something or punched me to death. Like, and it just seems like the level of abstraction of the Fortnite is just, a it's, like, more video gamey. So, like, buildings are closer together by a lot and there's just less. Yeah. I, I, I get the sense from the way you talk about it that like it, um, it just, 
is more like a game than like combat, which is to say that the outcome is much more based on your skill than than, than it is circumstance. On luck, yeah. luck and circumstance. Yeah, I, I feel like um, randomness and, and effectively gambling are a huge like a, appeal to for a lot of modern game design. Um, and I think that feeds into something like PUBG really well, where like, um, how well you do is so much, like, obviously skill is a big factor too, but is so much based on like where you land, what you find, um, how lucky you are in combat. Um, and you can get lucky and end up in like the top 20 on your first couple of games. You can like, I, I think you, I think like you'd have a lot harder time winning than um than yeah. doing that though yeah i would um, occasionally end up in the top 30 or 40 in Fortnite, but that's only because of the couple of times that like no one found me right like if i don't encounter any other players there's no one to instantly one shot me right it's also possible that they have better guns or something because yeah, could be. man is the even in the single player mode it is a fucking morass of free-to-play seeming mechanics like just loot boxes and i don't know what's in the loot boxes are these items are these the possibility for items to drop are these like some of them are crafting recipes for crafting guns which maybe you have to do in every level i don't know if there's a persi- any kind of persistence at all you you can unlock new characters yeah which i think are just in these loot boxes there's a bunch more shit I could spend money on after buying the campaign that I don't really understand what it is. It is, it is such a mess. This is, uh, this is what multiplayer video games are like now. And this, there's never been a better time to hate multiplayer games. Well, <laughs> you know, say what you will about Clash Royale. At least it, there was like one thing to buy in it. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> it. And it wasn't the game. Yeah, and you could kind of tell. Well, right. Yeah. What was it? I just I've never played it. It it's like you you sort of make a deck of cards that are your units, and there were just you'd buy a box and it had some cards in it, yeah, and that was that, it. That's pretty understandable. Yeah. And, but but I bet like I bet the mess obfuscates the um the, the shittiness of the yeah. That's yeah. that's I was trying to think of the word for shittiness. Um, I also just randomly, I don't, this must have just been some Steam recommendation because like this $3 game that it thought that I would like called Next Jump colon Shmup Tactics. <laughs> it is a, I'm always interested in this and you get one every once in a while, which is like an, an attempt to make a turn-based shoot 'em up space game. And this one seems okay. It's, it's roguelike in that you like start a run and you kind of go through randomly generated environments and you've got, you know, a certain number of action points every time before time progresses again. And there's like different kinds of bullets on the grid that are moving at different speeds and different kinds of ships that move in different ways. And you have different weapons with different patterns and stuff. And it seems like there might be a pretty good game concealed in the kind of noise, a lot of which is just visual noise, which seems to be what shmups love. Uh, I mean, that, that is like, actually I would say is part of the pleasure of, a, of playing a shmup is 
learning to see past the visual noise the, to the, actually figure out where this like the patterns of danger and safety are on the screen the issue that i have with this in a turn-based form factor is that like there's nothing stopping you from staring at the screen for a long time trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and at that point they might as well just tell you <laughs> right <laughs> like it seems like it would be kinder for them to like add mouse overs for given grid squares that tell you what's there and what's going to happen if you go there. Cause like there's a bunch of stuff that it's like, I just don't have any idea if this is part of the background or not there. I found there's a menu option, turn off shaders and that makes it stop looking like it's on a CRT. Uh, so the grid squares are actually square and the pixels line up correctly, which is nice, but it doesn't turn off the like scrolling background that is often the same color palette as the foreground mm. in it and that's just a, like i kind of want to see if i can just like find those pngs in the game directory and replace them with just white or something because it's it, so this is frustrating me because i feel like there is a good game there that is being hidden from me by its so by its own you have this problem with um heat signature and then you talk to tom <laughs> And Tom made a game of the version of the game with no textures in it just for you. Oh, then I never played it. Oh, <laughs> I'm such a dick. <laughs> um, and it wasn't just for me. I imagine he got that <laughs> feedback from other people too. Sure. Sure. Um, but he talked about you when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> so you could write to these people. Oh yeah. And see if you can get a, yeah, I'll buy another copy of your game. If you <laughs> right. double your sales. You think they, do you think I was the only one that bought it? I, I don't think so, because I think it once like Steam doesn't start recommending stuff to you until a bunch of people have bought it. That's true. It's a real real chicken and egg problem there. That old uh Valve HQ. They they really do like that the their recommendation algorithm seems to be entirely based on how much something is sold, as far as I can tell. Well, I mean, I think it's based on, you know, they want to use their resources on stuff that's going to make money for them and games that people will buy when you put it in mm -hmm. front of them are the games that make money for them. Yep. It's weird. It's weird how much of our livelihoods are tied up in this weird black box. Yep. This weird orange box. <laughs> Get... Uh, do you guys want to talk about the assignment where the water tastes like wine? If we have to. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was very good. Yeah. It. I is I, made of a ton of very good pieces. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, think I think that, that it like doesn't well, cohere. The, the writing uh, is is like solid to very good. I think the music is really good. I think the the structure doesn't really add up to anything satisfying. Yeah. It, it was not clear to me exactly what it was trying to be in that way. Yeah, right. it, I mean, it definitely they definitely hit the mood that they were going for. But yeah, the the gameplay just was yeah, like the moment to moment, like walking around and stumbling on a thing felt okay. I got pretty frustrated because uh, what I wanted out of it I think was informed by sort of how it had been pitched to me over the past six months or a year which was this game by made by a ton of writers and so I was expecting there just to be a ton of story and writing in there and instead yeah. what I got was a bunch of short vignettes which were cool but they were they just didn't feel beefy enough to me yeah and I guess and the, the, the long stories like it seemed like you have to go through a lot to get to a point where those characters' stories become interesting. And 
I like was thwarted at every opportunity. I, I talked to four of those NPCs that are the places where I think you had the, the longer stories live. Mm-hmm. And every single time they wanted either a funny story or an adventure story. And I had none of them. Yeah. And I, like the I same, had same third, 30 stories. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, was driving me crazy. I was luckier and I got a wider variety of stuff. And I, yeah, I, I think too. that was really just luck. So l- I don't know if stuff is like in the same place. It or has to be though, because it's like, like a lighthouse story is in a lighthouse, right? Like it's like, they don't, it can't just be random, right? I guess maybe the stories might end up being funny or not, depending on the choices you make when yeah. you're mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. constructing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. But as far I as wish I it told, I wish it communicated no that to you. It, it, it tells you which tarot yeah. card they're going to be under, which isn't something you need to know usually. Yeah. It's not and something that helps you to know. There, I, fi- I finally found what I thought was going to be a funny story because it was about a woman who was living under the house while her, the cows lived in, upstairs or whatever. And I was like, ah, oh, finally, a funny story. <laughs> but I went to my inventory and that story was nowhere to be found. And I think it's possible that I like assigned it to a tarot card that – I already had three stories in, oh, and I yeah. don't know that you can get more than three stories or per It might just card. be like some weird UI thing you have to do to make it appear. That, yeah, I was just, I, I was just so frustrating. I was like, I, I think it's, it, it is a difficult proposition categorizing a bunch of stories. Oh yeah, uh, fitting them into a single bucket. Like Laura Mache, who edited, I don't know what her writing role was. Did you not read her like post mortem? She talked about. No, I didn't. I, what, from, edited. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I should. I should. Just, she, posted, she posted it this week. Okay. I should link to it in the show notes because I remember talking to her about it at your wedding and well, a couple, couple things. Let me, let me cycle back to that later. Uh, she said something on Twitter that was like, Hey, let us know if you think that any of these stories are miscategorized or categorized in a confusing way. And then later on, she like later on that day, she wrote something about how, yeah, a lot of people don't know that the woman with the scarf around her neck is the ghost of a French revolution, uh, beheading victim. And I, I said, Oh yeah, no, I didn't, I did get that, but then they didn't, nobody considered that story to be spooky. And she was like, yeah, that one's tragic. And like, didn't interpret uh, the thing that I said as a as a response to her miscategorization thing, which just made me realize, oh yeah, like those words just mean different things to everyone, right. which is why this is an impossible thing to do. Those categories are not. I mean, they are explicit in the game in the sense that people ask you for things that you clearly begin to realize. Yeah, are and they respond in a way categories. that, depending on the writer, are either clear or not what kind of story yeah. they thought. Although I feel like that's there's was either something wrong or maybe some of the writers had different ideas about the way those responses were supposed to be written because it was like, tell me a funny story. Well, that ain't my idea of funny, which seems like that ain't my idea of funny seems like a thing that you would tell somebody if it was a funny story and they didn't want it to be a funny story or no, maybe not. Maybe no. I'm maybe I'm I think, missing I think that was just a wrong category. Interpreting yeah. this. But. But typically they give you a thing like, oh, I don't like sad stories. I wanted a funny one, yeah, right? But right. They, they, they don't just say that wasn't X. They say that was Y instead of X. Mm-hmm. And this response didn't have it. And so, so then you theoretically know what that story's category is. And I kind of wish the game would just label just them. Would label you, that so yeah, that you didn't yeah. have to try to remember it. Because you, you get a huge collection of stories it, by the. It would also, I don't think the game. game does this, but it would also make sense for like, 
every character to have their own set of categorizations for every story. Oh God, they would yes, have their own opinions. Technically, that's true, but Jesus, that's <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, because you you're not supposed to tell the same stories to the same people, right? Like oh, once, right. once you've told them a story. Yeah, I mean, when you when you meet a guy again, it it won't even let you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Just, I never I never encountered yeah. the same person the second time. I, I ran into one I ran into the soldier missing a leg twice and it, it just straight up says you've already told him that one. Huh. Hmm. Even if it's Is been it, embellished? Uh like, I'm not certain. Yeah. That you I, know, that was something I, I wished for was I wished that you could you could go into your inventory of stories and and A reread them. Yeah. And B, that when you encountered an embellished version, you could read them again to see how it had changed. Yeah. But, but see, like, I, feel, I feel like the, that inclination is exactly what I had. And I feel like that w- what you want is a more fleshed out story because you really yeah. only got three sentences of a story. I was really grateful that well, that was all I, they were. I think, that, I think you're right that the three sentence thing should be the thing that you're required to see to collect it and move on. Right, but I felt like I wanted every single time I wanted. You more. wanted there to be a codex that you could go to if you I, wanted to read it. Yeah, right. Like I wanted, I wanted there to be, and this is this is probably asking way too much. I wanted there to be the single sentence description that you have, for, so that it's, you can read it in your inventory. And then mm-hmm. I wanted the when you're collecting it to have that short vignette because you don't want to have to read fifteen minutes of prose every single time. But you, then when you found something that you really liked, to be able to go and like read that story because you're t- yeah. you. You want story mip maps. You want narrative it, mip maps. I do. I want narrative <laughs> mip maps. Like, because that would screen have been where fine you... If, if you had to get an expanded version of that story before it changed it all would, would uh, still sure. even have been fine. Uh, yeah, that's fine, too. I, I remember asking Laura, how long, ago, how long have you been married? Uh, since August. Okay. So I remember asking her then, like, so what do you do in this game? And... Her answer was like, yeah, you, just, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I said, well, that's well how do you, much, how do you know, how do you know when well. you're done? And she was like, yeah, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, I'm nervous about this. <laughs> um, and then, so, and that's kind of like, I kind of feel like that's what, like the game doesn't, it feels like it doesn't want to insist that you do a certain thing. Like it wants you to be able to, to run around and do whatever. Sure. But then that just, it winds up being pretty aimless. I mean, you're supposed to be wandering the countryside, gathering stories for the wolf, right? Sure. I mean, I, what I wanted was more funny and adventure stories that I could actually make the NPCs (laughs) happy. And I couldn't find them because I had like zero way of knowing in advance what, those where those stories would be or yeah you, and you ended up with like 12 tarot cards all filled into the brim with terror stories well, yeah, like like i had i had a bunch of scary happy and sad stories but none 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 funny none none, none beef no, none pizza left story left none beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah none oh um, so like, i i i i want this to like have enough traction that, that like there can be like a patch where things change and there's like more stuff going on or or sort of clarity on things like categorization or something like being able to actually seek out the kinds of stories that you want would be a big plus for me i think mm. i don't know how you 
I don't know how you implement that in a way that doesn't interfere with the rest of the game. Like the skeleton puts on Groucho glasses if you want to find more sure. funny stories. <laughs> the, did anyone ever find any inventory items? Uh, I was given something. I was given some candy by somebody. Uh, I started out with a pair of dice, but I don't. Yeah, know me how. too. Yeah, yeah. I think that's- you make a choice. I remember saying something about dice in the beginning. You, when you're having your first conversation with Sting, um, I wish I could remember any Sting lyrics. Who <laughs> uh, uh, is Sting? Play the wolf. Don't you don't yeah. have to put on the red light. Um, he seven seven wolves for seven br- brothers. <laughs> Uh, Zenyata Mondata, the, uh, you pick some tarot cards that are like your conversational approach with him. And I think that that is what determines the item that you start well, you with. You just have to, you have to cycle through all five cards that they give you. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, at least I did. Uh, th- there was a point where I got what I thought was an item. But then it ended up just being a story about that item, I guess, because there was just the one sentence thing that was just like the story of such and such as violin. But like I was a real dick to these people so that I'd get a violin thinking that that would be an inventory item. But oh, then it wasn't. you know, maybe the candy was what I got instead of the story from the woman under the under the house of the cows. Maybe it, maybe I didn't actually collect the story there. Huh. I'll, I'll have to I'd have to go back and look. Um, The man. I don't it it kind of drives me nuts that the sprint mechanic uh, it doesn't dri- it doesn't bother out. me that the sprint I mechanic requires you to all. play a little rhythm game but it does bother me that it interferes with the music. <laughs> I I yeah. thought that there was yeah. just a whistling track that was like and I this is too ambitious but I thought there was just a whistling track in every song on the soundtrack that you could just whistle along with as you were playing which that seems cool yeah. you know like the transistor kind of like hum button but no I think it's the same little whistling things that don't really go with them and it ducks the music when it plays it too yeah. mm. and it, it ducks the music when you're faster either it's it a, a little it was it's a little, little it, it was a little faster but not as much as I wanted Maybe it's on the sound effects channel at least. So, like, they, there was a patch a couple days in that made it so you could turn the voiceover volume all the way down, which I is a thing that I will always do. Mm-hmm. Either it, like you can either have subtitles or VO, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's otherwise it's Not just both. you spend every second feeling like when you were reading aloud in class and having to wait for the slow readers. <laughs> every now and then I would hitchhike. And then I'd see something that I wanted to, to like stop and do. But the, as far as I could tell, there was just no way to get to stop and get out of the car. You oh, just had to really? wait until the car I, got to the very end of the track. Hmm. I, I seem to have gotten a car to stop on command. I It may have been a coincidence, though. Like huh. It yeah, may I, have just been when I clicked, he was going to stop anyway. Okay. The... The camera controls are weird. <laughs> moving moving the mouse forward or backward to change the zoom is a is a choice that I don't know that I would have made because yeah. I was constantly doing that by accident and it was driving me crazy. You can just hit the right mouse button to recenter the camera behind you, which is fine. Sure. At, like, but I mean, I think you, distance? like me, probably want every third-person PC game to control the player movement and camera exactly like uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. And that, because <laughs> that's, the, like, what? Industry I've standards. spent thousands of hours doing this. Yep. This is obviously how it should be. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it wasn't like Super Mario Odyssey bad, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, you know, it got to the point where, it, like, 
once you've collected a lot of stuff on the map and there's just a bunch of empty space, like it seemed like I kind of wish that the resource game involved in like buying train tickets between places and moving around was a little more, I wish there was a little more to it because you're, you have money, but it's like you either have no money, one money or two money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, so you can have two kids and no money or it, it never no really kids and two money. I, I like that in theory, like the abstractness of it. Yeah. Like you're, I mean, it, the, that's how it works in like Tales of the Arabian Nights, that board game. You have a, you just have a wealth meter that's like poor or, or middle class or rich or whatever. I mean, there's more stages than that, but, but why is it, why does it give me so many other options to get money if I've already got my maximum money? Though? Yeah. And that's, and it doesn't really like the, the iconography of it at, for, it took me a long time to figure out, oh, these are meters. Like right. these icons are actually meters because they're only ever all the way full, all the way empty. Both of which just look like icons or half full. What, what was the sleep mechanic with the ZZ? Yeah. Every once in a while it pops up on the character above you while you're moving, but I never had it actually do anything. And you can buy things which restore your ZZ. Yeah, like a root beer float. Uh, yeah. For example, I kind of liked when I had a root beer float and it actually gave me a sentence about the root beer float. Like, yep. ah, neat. That's something we would do. Yep. <laughs> I had some, I had some flat cola once. Nice. I guess I took some damage because you have also have a health. Maybe? Yes. But if you can't. The heart thing pops up too, but I, I mean, you're can't a skeleton. Die. You can't yeah. die. You're already dead. Oh yeah. I got beaten up for, beaten up for riding in an empty box car. Uh, I got beat, I got attacked by uh yeah beaten up right in a full box car. You just can't win. A car full of uh of youths with with uh switchblades. Oof. I did you guys find the VW bus? No. no. There's a there's a, you find a story where you find a VW bus and it's like, "Oh, okay. I guess this in is just 30s? a weird anachronism." Yeah. And maybe there's more stuff like that. I don't know. There was a there was a story where you take an Uber ride. Oh. Huh. huh. So the the city of the future. I don't know. Uh, I found the the girls from Gone Home oh. uh, running on running around on oh, an adventure, nice. going to different haunted houses, making jokes about ghosts. I, so this is so in the Bioshock universe. Play this game more. <laughs> that's pretty cute. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I definitely got to liking it more and more the more that I played it. Although I recognized as I was doing it that like I was just thinning out the experience like i walked all the way to san francisco just picking up every story and doing every interaction and it was like it got i started to get more of a sense of it and it got better uh, over time but then i'm like i don't know that i want to like just walk all the way back you know like how many npcs did you interact with four okay and i got i feel like the point of the game is to find them track them down and and make them like like you more i don't really care about them Huh. Like they that the delivery vehicle for that text felt the most sort of proc gen of anything like you, they would say, they would tell you what kind of story they wanted to hear. And then yeah. you would tell them a story and they would say, no, that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I told you to tell me a funny story, you dipshit. Right. And then they would abruptly shift gears so that they could respond to the tarot card that you picked, which was like not a choice that you actually I mean, consciously made, right? You Unless you could. Well, could you? Well, you could. I mean, you get to choose which tarot card. Uh, yeah, you pull I from. guess. So, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I wonder if you don't necessarily know what that's gonna do. Each of them at each stage has. Laura explained this to me at your wedding too, and I don't 
remember it exactly, that each of them at each stage has a thing that they say based on each tarot card. Okay. Um, so there was, that's why, a, and that's why you lock out a tarot card once you've used it on them. Right. Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just assumed that was a story limiting thing. That was to stop you from telling the same story in the same, um, but that, that, I think I concluded that before I realized you could get more than one story on a tarot card. Um, but yeah, I didn't like whenever they told me where they were going to be the next day, my response was like, I don't want to fucking walk all the way over there. Like I like, and where did they, did, did they just show you on a map where they were going to be? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was not clear to me whether that was where I was right now or where they were going to well, be. Well, the picture of the skeleton is where you are right now. They were never on the same screen at the same time. Like, oh really? It was just a picture, and it was just either. I think it was their icon. I, I, it was very, it was confusing. Oh, huh. Mine were always close enough that they were both on. I, yeah. Like they didn't move that far. Huh. Okay. Huh. I actually, I know people have not shat on it exactly, but I kind of like the way that the world looks. I would like to be running around in it at five times the speed, I think. But that, I mean, I think the point of it is that America's big and has lots of stories in it. Right? Sure. So it's got that, There's, I could see sticking to the like sunless sea guns of this needs to be slow in order to be. Sure, yeah. I mean, and, and the music is great yeah. On, yeah. on the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps a lot. I think wandering around the world, though, the music changes a little too frequently for me to, which I, that's probably true of every game with music it's just that i because i I care a lot about the music in this the the i feel like a lot of games have sort of in like atmospheric music as opposed to songs that they're playing and so like that you notice the transition a lot more than the the skyrim music or the breath of the wild or whatever soundtrack is fucking good though i i want to pull out all of the instrumental tracks and make myself another little work music playlist oh yeah because it will totally be right in the well you could make a west of loathing mod that just uses all this music <laughs> oh yeah uses that music yeah could we could just trade what he was working on these at the same time yeah. <laughs> you know they influence each other anyway um i don't know though if we make another game that's not a cowboy game what am i going to want to listen to oh no i'm saying to, for the dlc stuff. oh i see i'm going to want to listen to period music sure. for whatever period we decide to decide to work in don't don't i didn't say anything. i saw you but i saw it brewing <laughs> man it doesn't seem like anybody is buying this video game either according to steam spy and that is it's a bummer that That's is sad I mean. given the amount of i mean especially given the amount of promotion and the amount of press that like the the, the positive press that it was getting um it's rough. It, it. I mean, it's one of those things that like we're supposed to we're supposed to like talking about on this show because we like ambitious failures, right? But this one sucks because it's our buddy. I mean, it's it would also be better if it were an ambitious success. Sure, sure. yeah, that's true. It's it's a little bit. You were talking about how no one, you know, no one had ever tried to make a game like this before, and I I kind of feel like they did and it was 80 days and it had a lot it had direction it had like a very clear goal with a progress meter that was right there on the screen in front of you like how many days you got left well yeah and you couldn't do that with this but you could have done something like i almost feel like this game would have been to be fair 
I also feel this way about Super Mario Galaxy. I wish that there was a menu instead of an overworld map. Sure, yeah. I I think 80 Days is fundamentally different from this structurally in that, like, they started that game from the premise of you're trying to um, you're trying to circumnavigate navigate the globe, and uh, they can use that idea to that use that framework to shape a bunch of stories to like set a story in all these different cities. Um, you, a bunch of like game mechanics come to mind immediately for that sort of thing. Whereas this project, I think the problem that it's always had is that it's just missing a premise. It's the, well, it's, it's always had more of a mood than a premise. I think then that's, that's been my sense of it from like the first promotional material. Like it's got a setting and it's got like the idea that I it, actually, even back then I didn't know this, but I don't know if, you, I don't know if the creator did, but like the idea of collecting stories, I think was one of the, one of the early, um, early ideas and like mood board. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, and that part of it, I think, is really that, cool. Like that is, yeah. I mean, it nails the mood. Yeah, I, I agree. Even the weird variances from it, like the Uber thing, presumably, and the like, you know, the nod to Gone Home and the and the VW bus thing, like that felt earned. It's all handled very tastefully. Yeah, like I do think that the the this game's big problem is lack of structural direction, like. It it wasn't clear like where all this what all this content is supposed to do what it all is supposed to add up to. Mm. Um, I mean, you have this nebulous goal of finding the place where the water tastes like wine, which is presumably a thing that you get for like fully leveling up all of the other hobos, right? Like, is you, that, I didn't know that. I would imagine yeah. that that's how it works because that's the that's like a progress meter that you sort of have. You also have the like number of stories you've collected out of, yeah. of two hundred and nineteen or whatever. Mm. I bet you don't have to get all of those though. That well, seems... but that that is another progress indicator that you have. Because if you're if you're correct in that you can fill up tarot cards, I probably maybe I'm not. Like maybe I got an inventory item instead of a story. Mm. In which case, I still have never found a fi- fi- fucking funny story. <laughs> so and, and like with from I'm, my experience, making things that are new versus making things that are rehashes. Like, you don't get things that are as much of a mess as, like, the the stat system and UI um, if you're following a template that already that people already like and that works. Right. Like, I think that this was a deliberate attempt to, like, make a bunch of new stuff striking out, striking out into, like, uh, the unknown, the, the design unknown and finding what you can find in the in the budget you have which is a lot harder and riskier than though the budget of this just, game has to have been insane with all of the VO in it like that's the that is the thing that is the yeah i i don't know i don't know i, I think that stuff came after annapurna started paying for not, stuff not annapurna good shepherd was that it yeah okay um Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. Kevin got up and went for the computer, which usually means that the recording is fine. Turns out he's... The computer's just on the way to the the toilet. Yeah.
Yeah. Um. No, I, but the there was there's all there's still like developer budget in terms of like how much can Yanaman work on and think about in a year. Right. Um, and I don't think there was ever more than just the one programmer on this thing, programmer designer. What do you think about the decision to credit the writers of the individual characters? Did you notice that? No, I didn't. When you, when you talk to one of the other hobos, it, tells you their name and then it tells you who wrote them and then it tells you what sort of level you're on with them i didn't know that that's neat it took me out of it a little bit because i'm like well you didn't tell me who wrote all these random encounters yeah Hmm. you could have you know it's a little bit like uh how in metal gear solid (laughs) five every level starts with its with the opening credits of a tv show Mm. tv show style opening credits rather and how when a character is introduced it tells you who the voice actor is in addition to right it's also like borderlands where whenever a character is introduced it tells you how many balls they have (laughs) (laughs) i think you're thinking of breakfast of champions (laughs) (laughs) um Well, I want to play more of this game, even though I do, I think it's not really successful at what, I don't know that I think it's not successful at what it sets out to do. I think it, it feels to me like a thing that didn't really know what it was setting out to do. And so it's impossible to tell whether it's successful or not at it. But I mean, it's by standard measures, I guess not, um, People are really having a good time running around upstairs. Um, I like really what I want to do is I want to go to a wiki for this game that almost certainly does not exist and just read all the the short stories. I, that's kind of yeah. what I want as well. Like I, I was really enjoying the content, but I was having a really hard time. You could just send a DM to Laura. <laughs> And ask probably, for oh yeah, can I just have the CSV? Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, really, what I should do is I should I should get a celebrity to read it to me really, really slowly and at <laughs> tremendous expense. Oh man, Th- that's actually something that did bother me is how slowly people talked in this game. Like I was really surprised at how. I was skipping a lot of the VO. I didn't know you could. Yeah, you just if you start you clicking just on hit the stuff. continue button. Yeah, but it's just maddening to me to try to read while somebody is saying aloud the thing that I'm. Yeah. And I like that's kind of why I put it down the first time, but then by the time I played it again, you just turned off had, the VO. Yeah, I'm gonna patched in separate volume sliders. That that made me feel like no one ever play tested the game that there was no slider. That, that it was like it if it was the work of a day to patch volume sliders in why did that day not happen at any point during the multiple years that the game was was in development like how did it get here at this point yeah, i don't know did any of i, I mean, wonder if scanner somber ever added invert y <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they sad about how little that sold? Yes. I mean, compared to Darwinia? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. I mean anything's going to be terrible compared to Darwinia and Prison Architect, right? Right. But, I, yeah, I mean, I just, 
Is it possible that we're the only guys that are super annoyed by by this? Are we the freaks? It's possible. Are we? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think that he. You know, this didn't get patched in based on our feedback to them because we didn't give it to them. We just sort of kvetched about it to each other. And then made a podcast a yeah. day after the patch well, happened. Yeah. The ability to adjust the volume does not necessarily mean that people want to turn it off, right? Y- yeah, sure. They just want to be able to adjust the relative relative noise. Yeah, and I mean, I can see why, as the person who wrote a bunch of checks for VO, you might be loath to put in the checkbox that mm. turns off VO, but, like, you can't do... You can't act like that. You Kill just darlings. You just can't, yep. you know? It's... I mean, obviously, people like VO, or do they? Someone must. I, I do. I like I like VO when I'm not reading, when it is something that's happening yeah. while I'm moving around the world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you could be hearing story, like if it was just all audio logs. If you, yeah, if you were just while you were walking while around, around, that would... The, the walking pace wouldn't bother me at all at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean, it's s- a fundamental rethinking. No, of course. Of course, works, yeah. But... but you know, I mean, what are we if not armchair? Armchair. Yeah. <laughs> what are we if not armchair? The end. <laughs> now, would that be a spooky story or would that be a funny story? <laughs> uh, there Maybe. is a Junji Ito uh, <laughs> story about explicitly that. About a, two people be- being an armchair? Uh, about a man who hides in an, ar- in an armchair. Mm. Uh, I see where this is going. Uh, what's our next assignment? I believe we're doing a uh, a Patreon, Patreon suggestion. suggestion. Mm-hmm. Dynamite Heady. Tell me anything about that. I believe it was a Sega Genesis game. It's a it's a platformer made by Treasure. Okay. In oh. which you collect new heads, and the heads give you new powers. Hmm. Okay. What kind of powers? Like Boba Fett powers? I don't know. I played this game on Wii. What are I Boba bought it on Virtual powers? Console, like in 2008. Uh, you played this game on Wii, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and you just felt this deep <laughs> emptiness. And, I, and like, I couldn't get past the first boss, so oh. we'll see what happens if I, if I can get past the first boss well, this time. Well, did you try the Boba Fett head nope. that gave Dynamite Heady the Boba Fett powers? <laughs> Apparently. He has a jetpack. Riff, he has a jetpack. He has a blaster pistol. He has uh-huh. uh, missiles that he can shoot out of his wrists. He has like a – doesn't he have some kind of a cable that ties people up? I think he has a thermal detonator. Yeah. No, wait, you're thinking of Princess Leia. Oh, okay. When she was dressed as... Apparently, the Bounty Hunter had a name. Port uh, Django Fett. For this game, the Western like edition is much harder than the original. I heard that they ported it to the Master System only in Brazil. Okay. Huh. That'll be handy, now that we all speak Portuguese because of Cinco Paus. Right. Which means five paws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only get to pause five times. They, <laughs> they decided uh, pause would be a limited resource to make it really... You know, really how bad choice. do you really have to pee? W- weird choice given that it is a turn-based game. <laughs> um, do we know anything about this game? Why does somebody want us to play this? We don't ask for reasons. We just ask for suggestions. It's, I'm, I'm just asking if we happen to have any reasons, not that we got them from the suggester. I, but the, I bought it because people talked about it like it's a good game. Okay. Being like this is this is like in 2008. It is technically available on Steam, but it has three reviews. Hmm. Yeah, so. I wouldn't be surprised if that's just like they 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 used a uh, a GPL Genesis emulator to 
to run this on your Windows machine. Sure. Didn't that happen? Didn't it happen recently that there was that Chrono Trigger came to Steam, but it was a port oh, yeah. of a phone yeah. version of Chrono Trigger? Yep. yep. Real shitty That's looking a... one too. Hmm. That didn't look like a good port. It seems like if you were going to sell that, you would just package a SNES emulator. That would probably have been a better better experience for 99% of players. Hmm. Well, package a SNES emulator. Just do that. Just do that for every video game. Why didn't we do that for West of Loathing? Just put like make it for a SNES? Just make a SNES version of it. I mean, the video games never got any better than um, uh, Super King Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what about King Arthur 64? Well, fine. Uh, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 323 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we record episode 324, I guess, in the middle of fucking GDC. I, and no, we can't. We could, well, uh, we could maybe, but not. Get, get some cool guests on. Yeah, let's get some cool guests and figure out a time to do that, because we, we've got some shit going on on Wednesday night, I imagine. Yeah, We're going to be in South by Southwest next week. But we don't necessarily have anything going on on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, we, we could, could take... potentially do it. Yeah. thing Wednesday night. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, I have no idea when the next podcast is going to be. Let's it do it in a week. It could be next week. Yeah. Just everybody. Remote. We can take stuff to do it in a week and you can from home. From home yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll be home on the range. Okay. You know, that'll be when the coolest party is. Probably. So we might back out at the last minute or record on a Tuesday instead of, I know you can't do Tuesdays. Party where they give everybody free solid gold cocaine. Ooh, sure. That doesn't sound like a good idea. No, it's good. Later you cough and you're rich. <laughs> you, you mean in your coffin, you're rich. Can't take it with you, Zach. I mean, <laughs> put totally wheels can. on the coffin and go around and around. He's, he's going to take all of his possessions into a rocket and shoot himself into the sun. <laughs> I'm taking it with me. Um, yeah, do you think that Elon Musk cast Lloyd's Beacon in the trunk of that Tesla? And so now he's just letting the Tesla get really far away so that when he's about to die, he can cast Lloyd's Beacon again to teleport into the trunk of the Tesla and then be really far away when he dies. You think that was his goal? Is that, is that what Lloyd's Beacon does? Well, yeah. In uh, in, uh, in the Might and Magic series, that is what Lloyd's Beacon does. Oh. It lets, sounds, lets Elon Musk die really, really far useful. away from Earth. In a trunk of a trunk of a car in space. On on Mars, I guess. I'm just trying to figure out what he was what he was getting at with that car launch. Right. He just wanted to free advertising. He just wanted to piss off the internet. Cockaboo Balaya. Time for emails. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everybody.